Enjoying Life Over the Road, a community that champions adventure, innovation, and well-being. Welcome to Enjoying Life OTR. My name is Cindy Tunstall, and I'm your host. Today, my guest is Colleen Jones. She's an incredible woman, and I can't wait for you to hear her story. She truly is enjoying life OTR, but she's also had to endure some pretty traumatic events and even seen some things that were pretty upsetting. But I love her attitude. I love the way that she approaches obstacles and the way that she perseveres when things get tough and just amazing. She's also had some incredible encounters with wildlife while out there and seen some crazy pets in the trucks. So I really enjoyed this conversation. She's a lot of fun, and I know you're going to enjoy getting to hear her story. Welcome to the show, Colleen. Hi. Well, it's so nice to meet you, and I'm looking forward to sharing your story. Tell us a little bit about your background. How long have you been in the trucking industry? I've been driving for about four and a half years. I come from a background of office work. I have a double bachelor's in accounting and business. Got tired of the office and started driving Uber and Lyft. Got tired of driving around in circles. And so I looked into (laughs) driving further and found the trucking industry. And did you know anybody that was doing this type of work, or this is the first time you just jumped in? <laughs> well, I kind of jumped in. I mean, my grandpa, he was a truck driver. He retired, actually, and only worked for Snyder. So there was that. Um, my grandpa had passed away before I became a truck driver. I'm the only grandchild of his that is a truck driver. And other than that, I didn't really know anybody until... I started looking into the trucking world and then realized a friend of mine, that's what she did. And I investigated her and went on a ride along for about a week and a half and left Utah and drove up to Fargo, North Dakota. And up there, we had nothing but troubles. The whole entire trip was nothing but troubles and problem solving. And I was able to help her unfreeze brakes and everything from her logbook, everything. I learned a lot, got a good understanding. But we were driving down, and I saw Bald Eagle take flight over the truck. And it was like that perfect moment. I wish I had my camera there. But it took flight over the truck, and I was like, this is it. This is what I want to do. I love that story so much. (laughs) That is so great. It felt like a sign, right? This is for you. You know what I love about that story? I mean, and with those things happening to somebody else, I mean, a lot of people would have said, this is not for me, you know, but you faced all of these challenges and had this really, you know, challenging week. And yet for you, it went, I love it. I want to do this. So what about it made it so appealing? Because you had a lot of hard things happen and you were overcoming obstacles. But what about the lifestyle and that journey? Like what made you, what hooked you? I mean, the, I know the, the traveling and all that's great, but despite all those challenges what made you want to do this um i was just at a turning point in my life i was a empty nester younger than i wanted to be and i've always been a nomad i don't like having my feet firmly planted anywhere um i've been traveling back and forth along the west coast since i was a kid and when i 
saw an opportunity to go different places. I really had never been back east. I flew into Indiana for training once and had a blast. And I just saw the opportunity to go places I've never been. And I was at, you know, a cross point in my marriage where I didn't know what I wanted, if I wanted it or not. And we had a kind of a difficult bump and... Uh, we were trying to figure that out, and we needed space, and this was the way that I could do it without, you know, becoming homeless or having to move on to a friend's couch or something that like that at 40 years old. I didn't want to do any of that. So I went to Phoenix, and I think I went, like, in June, May, May in the heat, and never had been there and busted my butt and... That was an adventure in their own, and I just, you know, I never, I never took it easy, and I never gave up, like as frustrating as it was. My start was not easy. I mean, my backing was okay, but my training, my first training experience was horrible. Um, luckily, it was only a week with a male chauvinist pig not to put many of the guys out there but he was old military I was threatened every single day with a bamboo stick over my hands if I didn't do what he wanted me to do as in turning the truck right doing hand over hand stupid maneuvers that I mean sometimes I use them today but most of them it wasn't a life or death situation it was very 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 stressful every night I cried into the phone to my husband and then got up the next day and did it again. You know, I hate to hear that story, but you know, it's not uncommon. I mean, I've heard some horror stories for people during training, and then once in a while there's some really great trainers that do great work out there and are very encouraging and supportive, but um, there's a lot that aren't great. So I think it says a lot about your character. You know, you persevere, you have a desire to be independent, be able to take care of yourself, and um, it, however awful that experience was for you, you were able to stay focused on what you wanted to do and even realize that this is short term. You know, I'm not going to be with this guy forever. And you were able to persevere through a really difficult time. So I really admire that about you. It's really great. That's, that's the biggest thing. Anybody that asks me about training or, you know, I'm on a few sites on Facebook and I see that it's really hard. Training is hard. It's something that we don't know how to do and somebody else is trying to explain and some people are really good at it. And one thing I found in the trucking world is a lot of us are antisocial. <laughs> That's what we want to be. <laughs> Solitaire, you know, drivers and things like that. And so when I see women, you know, I want to give up, I want to get another trainer. This is the thing is all of us have to put in that time. It seems forever, but it's really a short period of time. And then you get your own truck and you can set your own rules and you can drive the way that you want to drive that ship. And if you persevere through whatever situation, of course, you know, if they're actually beating you or, you know, other circumstances, obviously those are unhealthy. But for the most part, Green and Barrett, do your time. Then you can do whatever you want. But if you quit and you go somewhere else, you just have to go through it again, and it just makes it longer and longer, and it never seems to get better, I see. 
Well, that's a good point that you're making. There are some legitimate abuses that are happening in yeah. this situation, and I think we've both heard stories about that. But in you know, women were attacked and assaulted in the truck, and so that definitely goes on. So we're not saying to overlook that. Let's be clear on that. So I'm glad that you you said that sidebar. But um, it's true. There's some really bad experiences, but you know, there are some things. There's just personality, and like you said, they're just not really cut out for that type of um, to be an encourager. <laughs> to jump in here real quick. I think we can all agree that the behavior that Colleen had to endure during her training experience is not acceptable and not good. Um, if something like this is happening to you, in whatever degree, um, I would encourage you first to tell someone else that you know and trust about what's happening so that together you can make the decision about what is the best way for you to proceed. Every situation is different, and no matter what happens or what the outcome is, you'll want the support of somebody that you trust while you're going through it and walking through the consequences of your next step. So um, get some counsel, get some advice, and do what's best for you. And by all means, please be safe out there. Okay, let's get back to our conversation with Colleen because it's a good one, and I know you're going to enjoy the rest of the show. Okay, well, tell me about your career. So you driving drive-in or a reefer? What kind of truck are you driving now? Right now I'm driving a reefer. I've driven doubles, triples, drive-in. I've done LTO. Currently I pretty much do coast to coast. I've worked for a few different companies. You know, each one has its strengths, you know, and I was going to say, I'm really grateful though um, for my trainer that I did start out with, even though it was stressful at first. Now that I have experience though, he got me over that fear of everybody watching you, you know, when you're backing up and, you know, being able to have a voice and know what's not okay and what is okay. Um, Being a woman in a man's world kind of thing, you kind of have to have to hold yourself a little bit differently. At least I feel like I need to, Um, you know, to keep yourself safe and to let them know, hey, I can do this. You know, I'm one of those girls don't you know that don't let guys do stuff for me you know like I back my trailer when I when I do team with my husband which I've done here and there you know we do 50% of the work you know the only thing he he might do if he's up is hit a trailer because I hate backing up into a trailer because I don't like loud noises (laughs) (laughs) so he might do that for me just to be nice but most of the time you know I do, we share 50% of the workload. Yeah, that's good. I hear team drivers, sometimes um, some of one of the partners will let the other, you know, do all the backing, and it's like, don't do that, male or female, it's like, don't do that, because you get dependent on that, and you never know, you like, might not be team driving all the time, so I would right. say, you know, make sure you fine-tune your skills, so I think that's great. <laughs> Well, I just had a friend that team drived her whole driving career with her husband, and um, unfortunately, she just lost her husband, and she's, like, having to do everything by herself. Luckily, she was one that backed, and, you know, they shared 50% of the workload yeah, and everything, good. so she knows how to she knows how to do it, but, I'm you know, it, you, never, you never know what happens out there. Yeah, yeah. Can't take anything for granted. So what type of freight are you running now these days? I have, right now I have frozen chickens. Um, sometimes I have um, vegetables. I do a lot of the fry guys, potatoes and onions from like Idaho down to Pennsylvania or Florida. 
So anything that comes out of Idaho, my company probably is the one that brings it down. So tell me about um, some, you know, my, my show is called Enjoying Life OTR. So, you know, I really like to hear about some of the fun things that you've been able to do as a result of travel. And, you know, I know we work most of the time, but have there been a time where you've been able to do something, maybe you're on a reset or you're on a break and you're in a fun city or, you know, be able to do something outside the truck that was unusual? Anything fun like that you could share with us? Yeah, um, you know, thankfully we're in a world where Uber and Lyfts are around a lot if you're in a bigger city and, you know, we had the opportunity, me and my husband, on our anniversary, we uh, requested just to stay down in Florida because why not? It's April in Florida, you know, and, um, (laughs) you know, it was during where everything was shut down or not shut down, but still masking and social distancing, but we managed to find a little uh, cruise boat. We were in Punta Gorda, which I just love going there because I love the name. I know, right? Um, but, <laughs> but it's right in the Gulf of Mexico side of Florida. Yeah. So we took a little cruise ship and we went around there and uh, the dolphins were swimming right alongside the boat in the wake. It was pretty cool. To oh, I love it. about to, to see that. To see that and you know, we stayed in a hotel and everything. Um, we were able to, you know, we always call ahead and find parking. We've done that a few times because we're a team and sometimes we don't want to get out of our 10 by 10 cell and, um, you know, let the dog run around. And he got to go on the beach and chase the waves, which was the first time that he actually enjoyed the beach. We took him once in California on the trip. We took an Uber and he didn't know what to think of it wasn't really excited about it but this time he had a blast and maybe he just likes he's a mini Dotson Yorkie mix oh he had a little tiny one yeah he's about 13 pounds but you know he acts like a great dame so (laughs) (laughs) yeah we had a Dotson it's like surprising that that little dog was a I thought it was a big dog (laughs) always made me laugh like, you're kind of a bully for such a little girl. <laughs> we also get the ability of taking our grandkids with us. We won't take them if they're not over the age of 13 because I love my grandkids, but I have to work for a living and I don't yeah. want to babysit right. while I'm working. So um, one of my grandsons, it was his first time on the truck, and he locked out this time because we left from Utah. We went to Florida. We Ubered down to Riviera Beach. And uh, we got to play in the ocean for a quick hour, and he collected tons of seashells. And then we met a really cool Uber lady, and she turned off her Uber and took us around and took us for ice cream. Well, I took her for ice cream, but (laughs) we went for ice cream with him and everything and kind of drove around the area a little bit, showed him some of the city because she turned out she was from Vegas where he's from. And so that was a lot of fun. And, you know, those type of things, you know, our memories that we get to have together and we get to know each other a little bit better, spending that time together in the truck. I know. And that's so important too, especially when they get, start getting a little bit older and it's like, it's something different that you could do with your grandkids. I really love that you do that. That's so amazing. Could you take them places that they've never been and yeah, we went all the way from Utah to Florida up to Pennsylvania and then down to Kansas and then up to Iowa and back to Utah. <laughs> wow, so great. So, so where's your family from? What's home base for you? 
Um, I, well, I have family all over. I grew up in Vancouver, British Columbia, but I'm from Utah. That's another great thing about this is I have family everywhere. If we have time on the load, a lot of times, you know, we have family at lives in Nebraska and we just say, hey, we're going to do our 10 here. We get out and we go to dinner with them. Um, and then I have family in Georgia. I've stopped and gone and seen them. I have family in Idaho. I get to see them. And it's just, you know, the luck of the job wherever I go. If I have time, I can visit with somebody. If, you know, if I have time, I get to go check out. I'm an ocean person, so when I get close to the ocean, I like to hop in the Uber and see, put my toe in the ocean. I know, it kind of draws me. I'm like, oh, you just got to touch it. I just got to get in just for a minute. Even if it's short, it's so great. Right. <laughs> Something happens to my soul. <laughs> I gotta say that. It's so great. Hey, just wanted to jump on here and remind you that I've created an app. It's called Enjoying Life OTR. It's a social network that's designed just for truckers. It's a place where we can share our favorite stops. Anyway, hop on there, share some of your favorite places to stop. I'm hoping to have something from every state in the nation. So hop on there, see what you think. Can't wait to connect with you there. Enjoying Life OTR. Okay, so it sounds like your career's been going really good. Have there been any times where there was a challenging situation that you maybe were kind of freaked out or something really unusual happened with one of your loads or anything like that you can share? I am somebody, if something's going to happen, it's going to happen to me, and I've accepted that. So um, (laughs) I'm coming up with one of those. One time we were in, I want to say we were in Kansas at a Flying J, and I pulled in just to use the restroom. And I was walking out, and there was this young driver. He looked like he was maybe 21, 22. He was really young. And he was waving at me, and I went over kind of like, what's wrong? Can I help? He's like, this guy has been like this for a long time. I need to go. But anyway, so um, I used to be a trained first responder and went over and... What, he was talking about another driver or what? It was Yeah, another driver. Oh wow. Um he was he was like half in his truck, half out, like he had reached for something and just stopped. And um anyway, that was a very interesting experience to find. Um, you know, we had to call the paramedics unfortunately. Oh, well, he, he is he went on his last ride that day. Oh and, wow. You know, but you know, I've done other things. I've coming around the truck once. There was, I found this guy, and he was chasing. He had his puppy off the leash, which kind of scared me at first because I had my dog, and he's he gets really excited with other dogs. But we walked around, and he had like a toy Doberman. It was probably maybe three pounds. And it was just running around. It looked like a little rat <laughs> running around. It was so tiny. So, you know, I mean, you have weird stuff. Um, I got to see somebody had goats in their truck. Like they were hauling it? Off. They were hauling goats? No, they, a pet, pet goat. Oh, my gosh. Okay, I was like, first. I told my husband I want one. Um, I'm just kidding because they probably eat my home. I could just imagine them chewing everything up in there, but it was funny because I had gone out with my dog and 
I looked and I'm like, that looks like a goat. And this lady was chasing around the goat trying to put a diaper on him. And I'm just watching him with my dog just laughing, thinking, this is so odd. And I was thinking maybe she was somebody that had like a trailer or something, you know, hauling goat or goat somewhere. But no, she picked up the goat after she put the diaper on and put him in the cab of her truck and took off. That's funny. Dealing with OTR, you know, you have equipment breakdown, you know, especially right now with the lack of parts everywhere. Yeah. So, you know, I, you know, I've been dealing with a little bit of that lately. It's been fun, but one time we got hit. I was hit twice, but both times I was in the sleeper asleep, and uh, one of them was really bad. Uh, the other one, the guy luckily walked away from him, and all that was ruined was his car. But um, both of them, we got hit by another driver. Oh, wow. And um, everything. And, you know, the big thing is, is, you know, as long as you're paying attention, and this is what I've learned from watching the videos after of what my co-drivers have done, and, you know, they just remain calm, and, you know, they're able to drive to the shoulder and take care of stuff, you know, and everything and stuff. But, you know, we do drive 53-foot trailers attached to our semi-trucks that are, you know, assault weapons pretty much on the road. And we just have to keep that in mind and have respect for the, respect for what we do, you know, and not, you know, not think that we're invincible and we're never going to have anything happen to us. Because if you're out there long enough, eventually... You know, you're going to make a mistake. Yeah. Well, there's so much out of our control, you know, how other people are driving and people cut us off and, you know, people just do stupid stuff out there. Every day I'm shaking my head going, what are you thinking? I don't understand. Like, why did you think you would beat me in this? I don't understand. Right? I'm I'm bigger than you. I'm going to win and I don't want to win. (laughs) This is not a contest I want to be in. Please go away. Right? Yeah. People not paying attention and texting and driving and like going, whoa, buddy, whoa. (laughs) Right? Right? It's like, don't get in front of me and cut me off on a hill when I'm going downhill. I know. I'm trying to to go slow, but, you know, I'm I'm also 80,000 pounds, so. Yeah, it's crazy. You know, stuff. But I just, I don't know. For me, I like... I kind of feel like driving, like, OTR is like a lottery. I don't have a destination ever. Like, I have no clue until I get my next dispatch where in the world I'm going to wind up, right? So, for me, it's like, you know, sometimes it can get frustrating because I'm hoping maybe they'll send me home. Yeah. (laughs) You know... (laughs) You know, to me, though, I've tried doing dedicated routes, you know, still regional or something like that, and they're just not as fun. I mean, I can tell you what's up and down the 84, I-84 in Oregon and Idaho, like the back of my hand. I used to drive that for a year, and, um, you know, it's kind of nice knowing where to stop, where the best bathrooms are, you know, where the best rest areas are or whatever, you know, but... uh, I kind of like going to new places. I don't like going to the same ones. Yeah. I don't know. I like the, I like the adventure side of it. 
I was listening to this book on Audible, and it's a health book. It's mainly talking about diet and how it affects your body, but it, it seems to steep into other topics. But one of the things it was talking about for your own brain health and your own physical well-being is like that you should really get out of your comfort zone, and it's it, like it's important to stretch yourself in that way and continue to do that. And instead of you know, as we get older, we get more comfortable, and we like to kind of get into a routine. And it talked about the value of trying something new and going to new places. And I thought that even for myself, it's like I'm going in a new city, like I don't know my way around the city, and or even into a um, you know a, a new dock that's a challenging space to get into or mm-hmm. something. And I thought that so I just loved hearing that. I'm like going, I do really love that. <laughs> like I love stretching myself to try new things and um, to see new places. And of course, all the scenery everywhere is great. So you know, seeing the different parts of the country, I just I you know so amazing where we really get to travel. So so great. Well, coming up, like, going over, I just remember, like, when you hit something really pretty for the first time, or when the sun, it's just the perfect picture of something, right? Like, coming down after, Spokane is so boring right there, but then as soon as you hit Coeur d'Alene or Fourth of July Pass, you're just, like, in awe. Like, it is so beautiful. Or, you know, the Chattanooga Hills there. I love driving in that area. It is just unbelievably gorgeous. You know, seeing from coast to coast all of the different, like, ranges of mountains and hills and trees, like how the trees are so different in one area than the other one and everything. I don't think I got that appreciation for this country, you know, until I got to see it with my own eyes. Yeah, I traveled a lot when I was growing up. My dad was in the Navy, so we moved around a lot. So I felt like I had a pretty good appreciation for the diversity of the nation. But I remember even when the first time I went up to the Northeast, I was like, oh, my gosh. It's like, and then I was down, I lived in North Carolina for a while. And I, when I was in all these different places, I was I thought a lot about the trees, too. And it's like in the foliage and, you know, the um, the difference of the plants. And it, it's just shocking to me that how different it is. It's like, I'm like in a whole other world here. And I really love that. I just, I think it's so great just to appreciate all those little things and notice and you know it's a, one of the joys of getting to do what we do and um, you know getting to see different things around so I really love that you enjoy that so great <laughs> I think another thing I've enjoyed is the wildlife like I mean not that I enjoy seeing it as roadkill per se but <laughs> right. the, uh, the actual like when you see the live animals as long as they're not close to the road like I remember one time we came up, we had just switched. It was me and a, I worked for a company that would just team people together, Slipsy, and we were coming up in the mountain area on I-90, and, you know, we got to watch a black moose just take a slow walk across the freeway, and it was oh, far enough wow. ahead that we were able to slow down, you know, and just kind of, like, it was a little freaky at first yeah. but then you know when we realized that we were able to slow down it was just a magnificent like it was as tall as the semi and just the the casualness that this animal had crossing it was just amazing to see it like that and oh then, my gosh and you didn't get injured it was like a perfect situation <laughs> well it was just like and then like I've come around I've seen like one time I thought it was a small child but it turned out it was I think it was the golden eagle is big. It's one of the bigger eagles, but it was probably about three plus feet tall. And it was just sitting, like standing over a 
roadkill, but it was just amazing to wow. see that type of bird in its natural environment all by itself. Like, yeah, just incredible. amazing. Like, incredible. you don't get to see that kind of stuff. You know, I guess you could go to a zoo, but it's not the same. It's not the same. And, like, where I grew up, we don't have armadillos crossing the roads and yeah. stuff like that, or turtles, usually. And I've got to see that. And wild pigs. And, you know, the only thing I haven't seen is a bear. Oh, <laughs> I have wow. not seen a bear yet, but I've seen like alligator. I just actually saw my first alligator in the natural environment. Wow. Like it's and everything in Florida. It was kind of weird, but yeah, you so know, it was kind of cool. Yeah, it is. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. So fun. I, I love watching the hawks and, you know, sometimes you're just driving like in places where there's no vehicles and you can just see like I saw for my first and only time, and I hope it's my first and only time, a giant possum. <laughs> so it's a little bit I was in Alabama and it was like a back road, so there was nobody else around. And I all I saw was this rat about the size of a German Shepherd running across the road. It yeah, freaked awful. me out. Yeah, so ugly, <laughs> so scary. I googled, I googled giant rat. <laughs> I'm pretty sure it was the. It was a possum, a giant possum. But yeah. I don't wish to see that again. I know, but it's right? cool. I mean, it was an experience. <laughs> That's fun. Okay, so tell me about your upcoming year. Do you have any fun things planned or things that, you, that you're hoping to do? What's in the future for you? Well, I'm actually changing into a new field. I'm going to be driving double tanks of petroleum, and I'm going to be somewhat regional and everything just because of life changes and um we need to be home a little bit more but i'm gonna be doing this yeah i'm excited it's definitely new and i get to use some of these endorsements i haven't used for a couple of years so um, (laughs) congratulations that's fun i like it that you're trying something new that's exciting scary dangerous but good (laughs) It's it's a little bit of a change, but I'm looking forward to it and everything. I've got, you know, more grandbabies that are going to be up and coming, so yes. it will be nice to be home closer to them a little bit. Yeah, so good. I love this career that you have the options to do that. I mean, there really is something for everyone, whatever your needs are and whatever season you're in. And um, even that you could change that and, you know, mix it up, go OTR, do regional or, you know, local, whatever, whatever your needs are for your, you and your family at the time. So I think it's so great. And you've gotten to see so many great things and it's always an option to go back out. <laughs> there is. And like for me, when I came into this industry, I had been, I got divorced young. I got married young. And, um, you know, I always struggled paycheck to paycheck. That was my life. Always paycheck to paycheck. I mean, I still struggle paycheck to paycheck. They're just nicer paychecks. <laughs> but, but like, I remember once, and I have to say, once I got out of my first job because it wasn't as it wasn't as nice as these other jobs I've worked at but as far as pay goes but once I got into the industry I did my got my learning down and everything the paychecks that I was receiving like I I would cry like every week I would get it because what I was earning like what I was paying in taxes is what I lived off of for two weeks you know what I mean and this is what I pay in taxes every 
week. I was like, I can't believe that I said my kids lived on this. Like, I mean, you know, obviously in this world today, there's no way that this was, you know, a few years ago and everything, but I still struggled, you know what I mean? And now today it's like, you know, I'm able to do what pretty much whatever I want at the freedom, you know, that I've gotten from this, you know, and everything like, you know, we just don't have any payments today in our world. You know, we're able to pay off our house and pay off our cars and then we work hard, but we get to play hard. Like, you know, you know, I'm no longer having to take the Greyhound places to go visit people. I can afford to fly and, you know, I can take taxis or Ubers or lists and everything today. I don't have to always have yeah. to drive everywhere. It's kind of nice for me. That's like luxury, like, cause I didn't have that so 20 good. years ago, 10 so years good. ago, you know, well, Kelly, right. I've enjoyed meeting you. I love hearing your stories and you're a great storyteller. You. Anything else you want to share with us before we wrap up? The biggest thing is, is it's not for everybody and that's okay. Yeah. It is absolutely hundred percent. Okay. If you've tried it and you don't like it, it, you're not a failure. It's just a different world. For me, I'm a nomad. I'm a gypsy at heart. I love it. I can, I, I get to live that dream. Yeah. I see people all the time, like, try and try, and they're just miserable. I'm like, change it. Do yeah. something, yeah, you know. Life's too short. It, life's too short. Live your life. And, you know, I've, I've finally found a job that I don't hate going to work every day. Yeah, you really are enjoying life as you are. I mean, you really are the kosher child for the lifestyle. I really love it. I loved everything you said. I think you have a great attitude, and I like the way you appreciate the little joys in each of your in the that you encounter during the day and the way you persevere through hard times. So really great, great attitude. So it was really a pleasure meeting you, Colleen. Thanks so much for being on the show. All right. Thank you so much for having me. Check out our app, Enjoying Life OTR. It's a social network designed just for truckers. Look forward to connecting with you there. Well, y'all be safe out there and by all means, enjoy the journey. (laughs) 